Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another Thursday night here in London, Ontario. My name is Sean. This is episode number 146 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, and I want to welcome each and every one of you, whether you're watching live right now on Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook in the many groups that we've uh, shared this podcast with. We are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcasting Network here in Ontario and the Johnners Podcasting Network in the UK. You can also listen to us later on on your favorite uh, podcast outlets such as Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from because we're on like 10 different uh, outlets. Now, hopefully you uh, didn't get too used to seeing the way that those graphics were uh, coming up because this is the last day you're going to see that sort of countdown and the uh, little blur at the front to say uh, what you're watching. But we're going to be changing up some graphics next week. If you were on our uh, Facebook page at all, you would have uh, seen uh, some of the updates we're doing. We're going to have a brand new uh, opening, uh, even uh, new countdown. People haven't seen the countdown yet. Uh, it's going to be about a minute in length. Uh, Steven is uh, on the phone at the moment, so I'm going to go solo at the moment. When he's uh, ready to uh, join in, he'll wave and I'll bring him in. But we have uh, a lot of things to get to. Uh, there's a bunch of news. There's uh, information on what's happened on former uh, events this past weekend and what we're going to leading up to WrestleMania and NXT. Uh, two nights for both those shows, along with a recap of the Ontario Indie March Madness Tournament that we're running. We're coming down to the finals. We actually started uh, round number three today, and there's uh, only a few more days left. We plan to uh, do, I think, a big uh, couple votes on Monday. I'll get more details into that just so we get more time to uh, establish who is going to win and hopefully contact the winners uh, or at least the final four and see if they're available to be with us next week. One of them will obviously be the winner, but we need to get to that final four to try and arrange uh, guests for next week. It will be very short notice, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Uh, we are having fun. A lot of great promos from uh, the uh, talent that have been involved, and I'm hoping to get a couple more tonight uh, if there, things are going as possible, and uh, they'll be put into tomorrow's uh rotation because they're up for uh, voting at that time but as i said we're going to go back in time this past saturday or not saturday sunday uh, i should say uh the nwa returned uh back on fight well not necessarily back on fight but they were back in pay-per-view mode and they uh did back for the attack and this was their first event in months since uh covid uh, they had a couple of little partnerships uh, here and there and uh, pay-per-views, but I don't think they were really well-received. I didn't hear many people uh, talk about them. But uh, last Sunday at 4 p.m., they were on Fight, and some of the results included Slice Boogie uh, beating Crimson, Jax Dane, and uh, Jordan Clearwater in a uh, four-way match. We had uh, Tyrus taking on and beating... JR uh, Kratos. I heard that was uh, not very good a match. I'm still trying to catch up on all the stuff going on, but at the same time, for $27 Canadian on fight, 
it wasn't one of my top priorities uh, to try and get to. Uh, Elijah Burke retained his NWA TV uh, championship over Thomas uh, Tom Latimer. Camille beat Thunder Rosa, who had just beat Britt Baker in a uh, unsanctioned match on AEW a couple days earlier. But uh, yeah, she lost to Camille. Britt, Thunder Rosa did, and now Camille is the number one contender for the women's championship, which is, I believe, still held by Serena Deeb. Trevor Murdoch retained the NWA national title with a win over Chris Adonis, which most people would recognize as uh, Chris Masters. And Nick Aldis uh, retained the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA uh, championship, with a win over Aaron Stevens or Damian Sandow, depending on uh, your familiarity. And this was also a tribute match to uh, Joseph Hudson, who was the question marker. Jophesis, uh, who just recently passed away. Um, also, the NWA is back with power, and that's available on Fight TV app. And you just need a subscription to Fight TV, but it's free after you sign up for it. So, uh, yeah, if you want to continue watching Power, which used to be on YouTube on Tuesday nights at 6.05, they're now over on the Fight TV app. And so you can uh, take in that. Now, uh, like I said, Stevens Way, if anybody wants to make a comment or get in on the show, they're totally welcome. I'll put up your uh, comments and we'll uh, discuss what uh, comes along, depending on uh, what it is. We haven't had our uh, mysterious uh, poster for a little while, so maybe they got tired of us uh, not caring what they said and found another outlet. But um, so, like I said, NWA was at 4 p.m. on Sunday, but then at 6 p.m. on Sunday, they had uh, WDE Network with uh, Fastlane. The pre-show started at uh, 6 o'clock, and we ended up seeing Riddle taking on Mustafa Ali, and there was a lot of banter going on. Mustafa Ali trying to uh, basically show this uh, retribution. This is how you do things. This is how you do it, and ended up having reckoning leave, and after uh, Mustafa Ali lost, uh, Slapjack ended up uh, walking away from him, and he started yelling at Mace and T-Bar, and they ended up uh, double choke slamming him. And it looks like Retribution is done, though we didn't see any of them on Monday, so I don't know. Uh, there was absolutely no follow-up, which is not surprising considering what they've done with uh, Retribution and Mustafa Ali on that front. But then they went to the main show and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defended their women's tag team titles against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. It was kind of just a weird ending uh, with a little bit of dissension between Bianca and uh, Sasha because Nia uh, pushed Bianca onto uh Sasha, who had the bank statement on Shayna Baszler, and then Shayna ended up rolling up Bianca, I mean, not Bianca, uh, Sasha, and they started arguing a bit, but then it was just pointing at the sign and just really awkward moments. I didn't get uh, that. It didn't do either of them any favor trying to go towards the uh, main event that they have for WrestleMania for the Women's Championship. Uh, if somebody can explain where you get any heat there, 
I don't know. It looks like they might be trying to do Sasha as the heel, uh, which if she does go back to being a heel, uh, that's her best option. I haven't really enjoyed a face boss. Uh, we need a heel boss, and we haven't seen that for a long while. And I think uh, Bianca Belair could pull out a uh, heel boss from Sasha. That would be a really good makeup to uh, build up for their WrestleMania match because it's only like what 17 days away, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up. Big E and Apollo Crews uh, were fighting over the Intercontinental title. Big E ended up retaining, but came off looking more like a heel during the match. And then there was this weird pin roll-up combination where it looked like uh, Cruz had uh, Big E down for her two count and Jessica Carr's counting. And then there was a slight shift and she continued counting and it looked like a five count and Big E ended up retaining. Uh, she pointed to Big E as the winner. Uh, Cruz got up immediately and started just beating on uh, Big E to get the heat uh, back for himself as a heel. But yeah, just a really awkward situation with their uh, finish of their match. So I don't know if this is going to go to another uh, battle between the two or they're going to make a multi-man. We'll find out uh, probably tomorrow on SmackDown where what the direction is for the Intercontinental Championship. But just that wonky finish looks like they need to keep on going with Apollo Crews and Big E, even though Big E's beat Apollo Crews every time they've gone against each other. Then Shane McMahon, apparently earlier in the day, uh, hurt his knee while practicing in one of the rings. But this is a match that got put on, taken off, put back on a couple times throughout the week. Uh, him against Braun Strowman and Elias and Jackson Riker wanted to sing at WrestleMania, Elias does, and instead Shane put him in the match with Braun. He got squashed in like three minutes and 50 seconds-ish, so it wasn't really a challenge for Braun, but it was also Shane McMahon doing the chicken shit heel thing. Um, they could probably have a good match at WrestleMania, but the buildup for it has just been utter garbage with calling uh, Braun dumb and the uh, slime and everything. And it looks like Steven is available. So I'm going to bring him in before we get any deeper into Fastlane. Steven, how are you? Oh, you know, you love getting a phone call, a work phone call at 7.45 at night, knowing that I'm supposed to be on here at 8 o'clock. And, well, bosses win. Bosses win. They pay the bills. This doesn't. Well, not yet. Not yet. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so I just ended up going over uh, the NWA uh, back for the attack uh, pay-per-view and was getting through the uh, fast lane pay-per-view. Um, so I talked about the opening match with the U.S. title, the women's tag title, and the Inter- Intercontinental Championship plus the Braun Strowman match. Any thoughts on those ones before we uh, venture further into the pay-per-view? I'm disappointed in the NWA pay-per-view. Okay. I think, and it sounds really bad. I know they don't have a roster, so it, it's tough. But um, I had such high hopes. But I guess no roster means it's really tough to do something productive. 
Yeah, they're going to be yeah, in a huge re rebuilding mode uh, to get anything done. The WWE, I didn't even watch it. Oh, okay. It, I... it, it, it looked like it was going to be a shit show, and from everything Reddit, other than the Drew McIntyre match, or, or the Drew and Sheamus and then the Daniel Bryan match was really good. Yeah, the last two were definitely uh, highlights. Uh, Seth and uh, Nakamura weren't bad, but Seth Rollins ended up retaining, uh, beating Shinsuke Nakamura. I thought maybe Nakamura would pick up the victory and uh, Cesaro would somehow be a factor in it because they're building up towards Cesaro and Seth at WrestleMania. But yeah, Drew and Sheamus, as you said, was a really good match uh, between the two. No holes barred all over the place. Unfortunately, because of them trying to sell WrestleMania tickets, they announced that Drew was going against uh, Lashley at the pay-per-view instead of making this a number one contenders match. So this was kind of a lame duck match, but they needed to get it out of the way. Uh, of course, then we had the lovely uh, cinematic intergender Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton. Here comes the fiend from underneath the ring, and he's a crispy marshmallow, which a lot of people are, uh, I've been seeing posting that that was possibly Bo Dallas in the costume instead of uh, Bray Wyatt. But who knows? I still think it was Bray. Maybe time off, he could have dropped some weight as well. But I, It could be either. I mean, even on Raw, you, you couldn't tell. Yeah. You could say it's Bo Dallas, and I'd say sure. You could say it's Bray Wyatt, and I could say sure, because I... They're brothers, so who knows? Well, and you don't ever, you never saw anything more than the crispy creature. You didn't really, you couldn't see anything, so. Yeah. And of course, the uh, way Alexa ended up pinning, uh, Randy got some uh, ire from Randy's wife and love uh, backstage uh, behind the scenes family business with that. And then, of course, Roman Reigns. Uh, retained his uh, Universal Championship over Dana Bryan. Edge had to get involved, and he even took out both of them with the uh, chair after Dana Bryan had taken out Edge with the chair. So it almost looks like tomorrow they're going to uh, make that match into a three-way uh, because even if you look at WD.com, that match isn't listed of Roman against uh, Edge anymore and because I went looking for the graphics to put up for later on. And there's no picture there of for that match. So I'm expecting tomorrow night they're going to make it a three-way. They kind of made Edge a gray area tweener uh, with Daniel Bryan being the huge baby face and, of course, Roman being the heel. So your thoughts on that possible outcome? What? The, th the what? Where it's going to be a triple threat match, I guess? Yeah. And the different roles that they're playing? I'm hopeful. I I don't know what the I'm guessing that Edge isn't as healthy as they originally portrayed. That's kind of been my guess because when he won the Royal Rumble and lasted as long as he did from start to finish, he people were complaining about part timer end up uh, winning and we weren't going to see him much until WrestleMania and he's like, no no no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to be there all the time, um, but we haven't seen them. So I'm thinking the, the same uh, thing, that maybe 
Adam isn't as healthy as they uh, would like him to be uh, for doing a main event with Roman. And they teased for a long while Dana Bryan before Edge did come back. So they're going to pay off that as well and just have all three of them. I mean, I I hope it's not something serious. I hope maybe it's just they're hedging their bets. I, I, I never really know. That's the problem with... Um, and the thing is, at the same time, if they don't add Dana Bryan and all this buildup that they've done, where do you put Bryan in this year's WrestleMania when... Uh, I was going to put it in the notes later on. I'll skip over it, but I'll talk about it now. Is there's rumored that this could be Daniel Bryan's last WrestleMania uh, because he's already been talking about winding things down. He made that public on Rob, I mean SmackDown before. And if he's winding things down, this could be his last uh, WrestleMania in that regards. But WD Network might have uh, accidentally released something that they shouldn't have the other day. Um, no, they. They, was, they issued a statement. It was Peacock made an oopsies. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, they posted a thing of a section with Dan O'Brien, uh, Hall of Fame uh, talent, and just videos of him. And it's like, uh, are we finding out something too early? But, yeah, so who knows what they do with uh, Dan O'Brien if they don't make it a three-way. So uh, looking at uh, Impact Wrestling... Hardcore Justice is going to happen on May 10th. We talked about, or sorry, April 10th. Uh, we talked about that uh, last week where it's like, why are you going against the same time as WrestleMania? They're actually going to do it at 3 p.m. Uh, so you can almost do like a tailgate party. Uh, watch uh, Impact first and then go into uh, WrestleMania if you want so much uh, wrestling in your day. And that uh, show is going to be put together by... Tommy Dreamer, so it's going to be like an ECW sort of tribute thing on their uh, Impact Plus network, and then because that's that's what we all want. Oh, of course, we've all been clamoring for more ECW with Impact players. But Impact is also going to do Rebellion, and that was originally scheduled for Saturday, uh, April twenty fifth. But now that's going to be uh, April twenty, sorry, twenty fourth. It's moved to the twenty fifth because I guess UFC is doing a card on the twenty fourth, and that's the one that Dana uh, White is saying that they're going to have a full capacity arena for. And I guess Impact has been smart and not want to go compete against that on pay per view, so they're moving a day. Thoughts on either of those events? I have zero interest in Hardcore Justice because I think it's going... No, none of it... Not one wrestling person I know was clamoring for a Hardcore pay-per-view. Yeah. And I would... I would not be going to a fully filled arena in Florida hoping that everyone's following the rules. So I just don't. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be crazy there. And then uh, with Rebellion, it's uh, the yeah, Finn Juice defending the uh, 
tag team titles against the Good Brothers, and also Rich Swan defending uh, the title against, well, winner take all title with uh, Omega. Oh, yes. Let me get so excited about that pay per view. Tell us how you really feel. Okay, so that's uh, stuff that was happening uh, last weekend. A uh, little uh, talk about uh, Impact. Oh, I did see just before I uh, logged in here that Impact is uh, saying that as of April 8th, they're going to move to Thursday nights. I would have waited another week to move to Thursday nights, but I guess they're uh, going ahead of that with uh because they don't want to go against nxt but there's no guarantee that nxt is going to be permanently on tuesdays like uh, i know the playoffs are starting for hockey soon but that's it doesn't surprise me as soon as and nxt moved to tuesdays isn't even confirmed so i assume that they're jumping the gun assuming that it's gonna but i don't yeah. It makes sense that they don't want to go against NXT, but I mean, there's going to be so much wrestling every day of this week. Like every day, I'm not 100% sure how it's going to be watchable without running out of time. Yeah, it's going to be insane that week. Uh, podcasts for everybody, along with. Uh, all this stuff that's being put on TV, not just by WWE, but you know, Impact and uh, AEW and God knows who else, uh, NWA with Power. Uh, that's going to be an insane week. Uh, who are people who come out the other side without alcoholism? Thumbs up. Uh, looking uh, at some, oh, what? I don't know how we're going to ever watch. Um, every rest talk about every as much wrestling as we can the week of wrestlemania and i mean everything that comes along with wrestlemania because there's a show every night mm -hmm. with i don't know a thousand things going on and that's not even counting some of the i uh iwtv uh outlaw pay-per-view uh events that are going to pop up around Florida, Joy Janela things and spring breaks and God knows what else they're piggybacking off. There's not as many as there usually is, but they're going to be doing a lot of it on like some sort of pay service or TV because they can't get fans in or they're going to have crazy amounts of fans and COVID all over the place. But yeah, that's... Ah. Anyways, on to some news. Andrade finally got his uh, release from WWE after getting denied before. Um, but there's some really weird things going on with the fact that there's no uh, there's a no-compete clause waived. Usually that's 90 days before you can go anywhere. He can start anywhere he wants tomorrow if he wants. Uh, so, you know, how'd that end up working out? I sent out a uh, tweet uh, thanking Triple H, Regal, and Heyman for everything they did for him. Uh, he's also been in contact with other uh, stars and just in words of encouragement or whatever, uh, talking. So he's been more active on social media. 
But um, this is where things get a little bit weird because there had been rumors that Rick and Charlotte Flair had uh, kind of pushed for WD to release them. And that same rumor had it that uh, if he got released, that Charlotte wouldn't go to be a part of WrestleMania. And they figured she would have wanted WrestleMania more than his release. But she's now off the poster, claiming that she has COVID, uh, supposed to be uh, filming the uh, remake of Walking Tall, all at the same time as this happening. So she's now off WrestleMania. He's got his release without uh, no compete clause. It's just kind of odd timing and uh, with rumors and stuff like that. Your take on it? I mean, I believe that she had COVID because she did pose that she had COVID. So I, especially right now, I can't see that being something if it's not true. I'm surprised that there was no 90-day no non-compete clause. But then I'm also not surprised because if you look at um, what AEW does with people, I would WWE here. They should be like, cool, go. You're not going to make a difference. You're probably going to be someone's best friend. <laughs> he could also... Man. Yeah, he could also end up in Mexico or something like that. Maybe that's why they said, okay, yeah, that's not competing against us, so go away and get some work. Who knows? Uh, but Rhea Ripley's now in uh, the place of Charlotte. Charlotte's off the poster. Uh, Andrade saying that she could be back in time for WrestleMania. Rick is saying that uh, WrestleMania is not going to be the same without Charlotte and that she's not going to be on it. You uh, think she I think she... WrestleMania? I... She's supposedly supposed to be there tomorrow on SmackDown. Okay. Because I saw that. Um, yeah, she's supposed to be there on SmackDown. So I'm not sure if they're going to insert her into the SmackDown Women's Champion or maybe Bailey and her. Yeah, anything's possible. Now that they've totally removed her from uh, the scene with Oscar, oh, we have a comment. Let's see what's going on. And a comment about the fiend looks great. Love the new burnt look. Yeah, if you like uh, campfire marshmallows, sure. Because beyond that, I think it's the same guy who'd made the mask before and has done uh, different uh, work with them and has uh, did Jason Voorhees uh, stuff. Friday thirteenth, but yeah, I hope it doesn't last long because I really don't like the look, to be honest. Um, but it's, there's it's, it's unique. I like it to a point because it is something different. The problem is, is they fucking burned them, so that's a problem. <laughs> and I, I think the the fiend is a unique character. I actually enjoy that character because I think it's something that we haven't seen in WWE and I don't know ever but it's gone too far crazy instead of it just being something they could have made the fiend Bray Wyatt a cult leader oh I was, I was when he was doing that uh, gimmick when he first started 
but they took it too far now, unfortunately. And I don't know how you bring it back into mm, something that's believable. Yeah, and even if you killed off the fiend fully, bringing back, uh, I forget, it's, uh, it's Wyndham Rotunda is his real yeah. name? Bringing him back as anything else, you're just automatically going to go, yeah, that's right. So that's going to be the biggest issue uh, in that regard. So I don't know. Uh, he did, though, post on uh, Twitter about um, being hurt and stuff like that from before type deal when he was Husky Harris and he uh, posted with Randy Orton punting him and that's how they wrote off the Husky Harris character. CM Punk ended up tweeting going, I uh, hope uh, you don't have any hard feelings because part of that also included uh, him being whipped by the Nexus and CM Punk did a lot of whipping of him and then he was gone. So CM Punk uh, playing uh, obviously with him going, no, no offense, you know, we're good, right? But I think that him posting that is obviously going to take place with uh, the Firefly Funhouse they're going to put together uh, with WrestleMania. We saw all the Cena's past stuff. We're going to see Orton's stuff as far as it relates to uh, Wyndham Rotunda and everything involving him as the various characters, whether it's Husky Harris and the couple of incarnations of Bray Wyatt. So uh, that's sure to happen soon, but I think he put that up for a purpose. And uh, well, there's a reason why, and I just I'm not not interested in another Firefly Funhouse batch, especially after the last one. It wasn't something that would be considered entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I did see that Justin Gabriel might be back in good uh, terms with WWE. Talked recently with uh, Hunter, and there was talk that Nexus was going to be there last year, involving Cena and uh, the Firefly Funhouse and stuff like that. But because of COVID, they just kind of took out all those uh, extras. But there could be a chance with Nexus showing up uh, part of this one, since Randy Orton has a connection with them, and they already have Wade Barrett there. Uh, I doubt they can get Heath because he's with Impact, but maybe they can borrow him for a night. Uh, well, Heath's injured, so I mean, you don't really need the Nexus. You don't need... Just let them... But if they're going to do that Firefly Funhouse and this is your life Randy Orton type deal, that, then they're probably going to pull them out there. Um... But we can figure that out as it gets closer to WrestleMania in a couple of weeks. Uh, Peacock is removing controversial uh, segments and um, moments from their past of WD uh, library uh, that don't stand up to the uh, test of time. So instead of putting up just a disclaimer of, hey, this could offend you, and this is from something back beforehand, you know, don't be offended. They took out from WrestleMania 6 the Roddy Piper uh, Bad News Brown uh, match because Piper was half white, half black. I didn't, I could be naive, right? And I'll accept that uh, criticism if anybody has it for me. But I didn't figure that was Piper being racist. I was more of, it doesn't matter if you're black, doesn't matter if you're white, I'm still going to kick your ass and we're going to fight. 
and that's why he did it that way. Uh, but you know, it's coming off obviously uh, racist because of Piper being in blackface. And of course, uh, there's one from the Survivor Series where uh, Vince McMahon is talking to uh, Cena and drops an N bomb, and Booker T and Charmelle are like, tell me he just didn't say that. So that whole segment has been re uh, removed, not just the N bomb. So, thoughts on them doing that? Like, is there going to be anything left of the Attitude Era to put on? No, um, it's not as simple. I get it. Things were said that would not fly in today's society. Oh, and I get but that. Put a disclaimer. Not even just a disclaimer. There's lots of things you could put it in a special section. Put everything that's controversial like that in a special section and have it in a special section that, look, here's, it is in a stuff that may, people may find offensive, but here is the um the section yeah yeah okay so ethan page said he uh chose AEW over WWE due to um being able to have more creative freedom and also uh the third party interactions that uh, wouldn't be allowed if he uh signed with WWE. good choice bad choice they is it inmates running asylum and it's going to catch up on oh. tony khan Oh, it, it, they're running him around in circles. I think this is the... I get why he signed, but I think he's at the point. I think there's too much uh, in inmates running the asylum uh, in AEW. Instead of it being a place that would be an alternative to WWE, it's now WWE on steroids. Yeah, and, and I don't know if the whole thing with Ethan Page has been really good because he showed up in the uh, ladder match, didn't win it, so there goes a big surprise type deal, wasted in a way, that way. Then the next time we see him, he, they're getting a basketball game overdubbed over top of him because they screwed up, TNT did. And then he's been on dark. Is this a wise move? No, but they have too many exactly things we've talked about before. Too many people, not enough um, control over what people are doing. And now we have like six hours of dark to get through on Mondays and Tuesdays just to get to a two-hour Wednesday show. Like, I get trying to give people work and spotlight and everything, but enough is enough. Oh, like, it's to the point of where it's a joke now, I think. I'd love to in an hour. I love that. Um, it, it's a shit show. Because... Yeah. I think they 
it, it, it's gone such a shit show that the original premise was. Yeah, because originally, remember, it was going to be the sports entertainment alternative um, alternative to um, WWE. And other than these records they always show. Yep. Okay, so Molly Holly is uh, said she doesn't have any interest in being a coach or trainer at uh, the performance center, basically because she doesn't have really the passion that would be expected and needed to encourage people to uh, build themselves up. But apparently she is also though doing training for uh, Davari and Mr. Anderson's uh, organization or training school that uh, they have. So maybe just a lot less pressure. And if you don't have that passion to, try and motivate people to do uh, the WD style, then I get that. She'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, on the, what is it, the 8th of uh, April? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, one of the days. On the Tuesday night, that is. Uh, there's a campaign for uh, on social media for Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to main event night one, but I honestly don't see that happening, especially with them doing uh, Drew and Lashley. Uh, that's going to end up main eventing that one. Due to a conflict in schedule, Batista has officially said that he is not going to be part of the Hall of Fame. He's asked WD to remove his name from the 2020 uh, list and include him at another date and time uh, that works basically for him to be able to appear. Parmi can see that because if he's doing another film, then great, you know, you've got some work to do. But at the same time, with the situation that we're doing, he, he couldn't just do a video and get submitted. Parmi thinks it's a little bit ego in a way with him where he wants to be in front of a crowd and uh, do a speech instead of a TV, a TV monitor or a computer. Which I don't blame him. Like, who would want to just do it this way as opposed to having fans? But, you know, he's asked to be removed, and they've said yes until further notice. Doesn't surprise me. I'm not shocked. He's going to be in... They're going to do it so he can be... They can do the... Um, in front of people. So... Yeah. How do you he has earned the right to have his day? Yeah, and if in, you want to do it in front of people instead of a monitor, then I get that. Uh Keith Lee is still MIA. He hasn't been on uh WTV since before uh Elimination Chamber where he was supposed to be in a three-way for the U.S. title and got removed and replaced by uh, John Morrison. But there's been no real explanation of where he is. Like I know he had COVID, but is he having residual uh, effects from it, and that's why he hasn't been able to appear? Or is it a deeper-rooted thing where Vince McMahon doesn't get the Keith Lee aura that he's brought up from everywhere else and just brought up to the main roster and 
Vince McMahon doesn't know what to do with him. I think it's uh, effects from COVID because he posted on Twitter that yesterday or the day before that he'll explain more when the time is right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was more uh, health-wise. Like Mia Yim, she's been able to return. And if there was any issues, I wouldn't expect her maybe there. But, you know, if he's having health issues, that's understandable. Hybrid School Wrestling, which is out in uh, Texas somewhere, uh, recently held a uh, training session. Now, the major point in this, uh, why I'm bringing it up, is the fact that the list of uh, people who attended included Sasha Banks, Bailey, Kalisto, and Tessa Blanchard. So that means Tessa Blanchard is no longer in Mexico, uh, where she's been stuck for the last while and didn't uh, reappear for Impact Wrestling got stripped of the title and totally left the uh, company over the disputes that they had uh, going on. But does this mean she's getting closer to being with WDE and she's training with people who work for WDE along with whatever students were at the hybrid school? Yeah, I I think we've had this talk before. I, I think we both think... I, I, at least, I, if my memory serves me right, we both think that um, her only viable option is WWE. Yeah, people claim that AEW wanted her, but Tony Khan has uh, the different. Uh, like obviously, I not a knock on his standards of you know, moral standards, and she had those issues um, back when it was in Japan or something like that. Yeah, Mexico. Uh, okay, Mexico with the uh, racism uh, acu- accusations. But, um, yeah. But, but if she does go there, how would you want to debut her in WWE? Going against them or forming? With them. How do you not put ta- a Blanchard and a Flair together? Okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, my thought, and I love that idea as well, even though the, the WWE already has four horsewomen, so one would probably have to get the, the boot of the four. Here's the thing. Do we know Becky Lynch is coming back? No, that hasn't been confirmed, and who knows how long she wants to be with her uh, child before that. Another thought that I had was if you if she's available for WrestleMania, imagine uh, Bailey end up uh, showing up at WrestleMania and saying, you know, I'm not going to be relegated to the Battle Royal. I deserve better because I'm a uh, longest-reigning SmackDown champion and issue an open challenge and Tessa Blanchard answers it? Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's get real. If you're going to have Tessa Blanchard on WrestleMania, you're advertising it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you ha- there is a few... I know you're not selling pay-per-views anymore, really, but that's one of those things. Either she shows up the night after WrestleMania or she... I don't think there's enough of a build to bring it up to WrestleMania this year, but the night after WrestleMania, she shows up. I think you've got... And I think you've got built-in storylines if Ronda Rousey is coming back. And if Becky Lynch is coming back, you put the the WWE four horsewomen and you 
Obviously, you put Ronda Rousey, Tessa Blanchard, and Shayna Baszler, and who is the MMA too? Jessa, uh, Jessamyn Dukes, and Mia Shafir. Which one isn't wrestling anymore? I think it's uh, Duke isn't uh, doing it. She's, she's been doing more video game stuff like uh, Co uh, Woods is up, up, down, down. She's more interested in that. Than so you just literally, you can drop Tessa Blanchard in there and say, how do you have a four, a four horsewoman without one of the, the heirs to the horsemen? Like there's a lot of things you could do with that can you like i think tessa and charlotte would be a tessa versus pretty much any women in the wwe because they actually you know have women that can perform um, would be i think amazing especially when you've got um taya valkyrie coming i don't see her being in nxt long i assume she's coming up Quick after WrestleMania season, I, I'm assuming Io Shirai is coming up, but even if she doesn't, Charlotte Flair, Becky, if Becky's coming back, I'm assuming she's eventually maybe coming back. Um, Sasha Banks and her would be amazing. Bailey, Bianca Belair, even though Bianca's still a little green, she's got this raw talent. That uh, roster is going to be huge when it. Uh gets all those like I, i'm not meaning like uh also in huge as far as size but just the amount of talent and depth to it you know you and that's you, what that's what's going to put wwe above a lot of them you've got a natalie neidhart who is probably in the twilight of her career who would be amazing as a trainer, and I'm assuming she'll eventually transfer more to a trainer. Tamina, Tamina's not the greatest wrestler, but it's still in her blood. And when she's good without the injuries, she's good. Like you have so much talent that you can weed out a lot of the non-talented, I'm going to call them. And you can put them back in NXT and be okay with it. And not hurt your roster, where AEW has to have anyone that can put on boots and they're not normally even tied up right <laughs> in the ring and just be like, oh, go have a match. It's fine. Vanilla midgets like uh, the four. Vanilla Hirsch? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyways, WD needs to be at the Tropicana uh, field by uh, April 2nd because uh, they need it back for the uh, Rays to start playing their. Uh, baseball season and they've now announced that they are going to be going to the uh Lang, uh center in tampa i probably butchered the name of the place because it's a weird uh, spelling but because of their doing that they're going to be doing a whole chunk of taping uh this week with uh doing raw on monday raw on tuesday nxt will be at the performance center on wednesday the go home show for wrestlemania for SmackDown is going to be taped on Thursday with then the week before it being a live uh, SmackDown on the Friday night. So they're going to have to be flipping uh, scripts type deal 
and hopefully that works out. And then they're going to leave. And then on the 12th, I believe it is. Yeah, that's the Monday. That's where they're in their uh, new Thunderdome and they're still not going to have any fans. So those two nights of WrestleMania are the only time they're going to have any fans uh, in attendance. Uh, when do you think they'll eventually get fans? Uh, in Florida? In Florida. I mean, I'm sure that they could have fans now if they wanted, but I'm guessing by the end of April, early May, they have well, fans again. But if they're setting up another Thunderdome, like they're going to hope, uh, be obviously expecting this to last a little bit longer. And this is surprising for Vince McMahon to hold off this much on not rushing fans back, considering, you know, you got Dana White doing a full arena uh, later on in April, and you got people coming to uh, Raymond James uh, Stadium. Uh, of course, that's an outdoor uh, venue, so Vince feels comfortable doing that. But for him not to start bringing in fans again, that's a lot of uh, patience for Vince McMahon, of all people, to hold off. I think he's worried about there being lawsuits. Oh, understandable. They got and the, I know uh, in, the, in the, on the WrestleMania, yeah, but you only can do that waiver for so long. I also think he's afraid that there won't be, yeah, you might pop one or two crowds but i don't know how many people families aren't going to be taking kids right now yeah well there's so thousand per night that are going to be there um, but you're going to get you're going to get you're going to get your wrestlemania crowds but if you're going to have crowds for every monday night raw and every friday night smackdown anything else you want you're not going to have um you're not going to have the rating. Like, you're not going to fill up the building. No. Even if you wanted to, you're not. So we were talking about uh, WrestleMania week being so crazy uh, with everything. Tuesday uh, night, they're going to be doing uh, the Hall of Fame. And I guess this past Monday, uh, during the Thunderdome, they were getting people to do re different reactions of pretending they were crying or shocked or just applauding and stuff like that and different emotions and those are going to be played in the background of uh the hall of fame speeches so it's going to be canned uh emotions but they're going to do the class of 2020 which includes the nwo davy boy smith john bradshaw layfield um hey sean yeah I got to head out. I got another work call coming through. Okay. Thank you for joining us. I'm just going to run through uh, the rest. Thanks. Okay. Understandable. Bye. So thank you, Stephen, for being there. I'm going to just continue with uh, the rest of uh, the card. The Bella Twins are going to be uh, inducted. And, of course, Juice and Thunder Liger. Uh, we mentioned a moment ago about Batista being pulled for obvious reasons, uh, being... Uh, not being in front of a crowd, and also probably working a uh, movie. So we'll see Batista inducted at another date. Uh, then the 2021 uh, version of the class, we saw uh, on the bump, Shane Helms mentioned that Molly Holly is going to be in there. So she's uh, going. Eric Bischoff, who a lot of people thought should have been part of the NWO induction, 
He's going to get his own separate one on uh, that night, but part of the 2021 class. I can get that. Um, he was instrumental in everything with the NWO and how WCW went. But if you look at his AWA career, his commentating, the behind-the-scenes stuff of uh, Eric Bischoff, all apart from the NWO, his WWE career that he did, uh, surprisingly working for Vince McMahon after trying to put him out of business, his career does deserve an individual uh, induction. Then this week, we found out that the great Kali, Ranjan Singh, ended up uh, announcing his induction uh, with the India uh, connection that they're doing. He's actually a national hero over there and former police officer. Uh, I'd hate to see him coming after me if I committed a crime, but at the same time, I'd have to be, be quite quicker than uh, Kali, so he'd have to be uh, quite close to grab me uh, type deal, but I wouldn't want him actually going after me. But also on the bump this week, in kind of an emotional uh, clip, they had Undertaker and Kane on the screen, and Undertaker ended up uh, announcing that Kane is going to be a inductee. Uh, he didn't think it was real. Uh, Taker's like, oh, there can't be a Hall of Fame without uh, Kane in it. And Kane's just like, you know, there's no me without you. And you saw almost two 50-year-old grown men nearly coming to tears on this broadcast, which was awesome because of how great their careers are connected to each other. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not crying, you're crying uh, type situation. So congratulations to Kane being inducted uh, this year. There's also rumor that RVD is going to be another member. So there could be uh, that announcement coming soon. And who knows, they got maybe two more weeks that they can put a last-minute uh, announcement there. So that is what's going on with that whole thing. Then last night on NXT, we saw the building of the pay-per-view, or night one, with the Women's Championship on the line, Io Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez. Walter's going to go against Tommaso Ciampa for the UK Championship. Walter's held it for like 750 days or something like that or more. The tag team titles had to be vacated. So we got a triple threat match involving uh Fantasma, the Grizzly Young Vets, and uh MTK. I believe their initials are the Rascals. Uh, so that's happening. There's also going to be a number one contenders gauntlet match with these 12 guys that are listed. Uh, you can see below. Some of them include Cameron Grimes, Kushida, uh, LA Knight, Pete Dunn. We got Roderick Strong. Uh, Bronson Reed. And so they're going to go in that. And then the last six are going to position their order for a gauntlet match that's going to happen. Uh, and that's going to end up giving the winner of the gauntlet match a uh, match against Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. And that's going to be on night two. We also have a... Cruiserweight Championship unification match between Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. And Shawn Michaels came out last night and inserted a ladder. So reminiscent of WrestleMania 10, where we're going to probably see both belts hanging above uh, the ring. We're going to also see Finn Balor uh, and Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. 
Sounds like uh, the demon might be coming for uh, this uh, show. And, of course, we saw the contract signing with the match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. And that's going to be night one and two of Stand Deliver NXT TakeOver on the Wednesday on USA Network or, in our case, uh, on Sportsnet 360. And then on the network, whether it's the network uh, here in Canada or Peacock on Thursday. So we got that going on. Then WrestleMania, night number one, we have Lashley against Drew McIntyre for the championship, Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks for the championship, the women's title, and I believe also they said Bad Bunny and Miz are going to be on night number one coming up. Night number two has Orton and The Fiend. It's going to have Asuka and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. We don't know where uh, Shane and Braun are going to be, nor the uh, Raw t- SmackDown Tag Team titles. No, I was right the first time. Raw Tag Team titles with uh, the New Day defending against Omos and AJ Styles. This will be Omos's uh, debut match. And as I mentioned earlier, there's no graphic for the Roman Reigns match. So I'm guessing tomorrow, as I said, we're going to see Roman Edge and Daniel Bryan as part of that. So that's what's going on in that regards. I did miss uh, one thing. I uh, do want to uh, send thoughts and prayers out to the fans and friends and family of Barry Orton, Barry O, uh, as he was known in the uh, WD as more of a uh, jobber, preliminary uh, match, uh, enhancement talent. He, he's the uncle of Randy Orton. His real name is actually Randall uh, Barry Orton, so Randy was named after him. He's the brother of uh, Cowboy Bob Orton the son of uh, Cowboy uh, Bob Orton Sr. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see too much of uh, Barry O. He debuted in 1976 and ended up retiring in 1991. Um, But one thing that I do remember of Barry O is uh, being on the Phil Donahue show when uh, there was that Ring Boy scandal and everything. He was uh, part of that panel. Uh, doing that, so it's unfortunate that that's one of the last uh, memories I see of him. Uh, I remember him on the top rope doing it, the O above uh, his head, uh, but he was born on May 28th, 1959 in Amarillo, Texas, but a few days after being born, uh, the family moved to Kansas City, Missouri, where Cowboy Bob uh, basically spent the rest of his uh, career, and I believe still resides there. He died uh, March 19th, uh, 2021, just a couple days ago, at the age of 62. There is not a uh, reason for his death uh, announced yet, but uh, he passed away. He did come over retirement briefly in 2011 and wrestled the PWG show uh, and participated in Battle Royal that Roddy Piper ended up winning. But yes, there's not a lot of information on Barry O. But we do want to acknowledge his passing, unfortunately, and send the thoughts, prayers, and condolences 
to fans, family, and uh, friends of uh, the Orton family and Barry. So didn't want to uh, miss today's show without uh, doing that. And that's pretty much everything that's going on in the world of the major things like AWWD, Impact Wrestling. We do have um, Ring of Honor. Uh, 19th anniversary card is coming up on March 26th. So that's tomorrow night. Uh, it's coming from Baltimore. There's not going to be any fans. Uh, Shane Taylor uh, Promotions taking on the Mexi Squad for the ROH six-man tag. There's a four-corner survival match with uh, Brian uh, Johnson, Dan Housen, Eli Ism, and LSG. Rufus, uh, I'm sorry, Roosh takes on yeah, Jay Lethal for the ROH uh, world title. EC3 takes on Jay Briscoe in a grudge match. Kenny King uh, defends the TV title against Tracy Williams. And King is actually representing Dragon Lee, uh, who's injured and is the actual champ. So if uh, Kenny loses the match, Tracy Williams will become champion. If uh, Kenny wins, Dragon Lee retains the uh, title that way. LFI is going to take on the foundation for the ROH tag team titles. Matt Taven is uh, going against Vincent uh, in an unsanctioned match. Mark Briscoe is taking on Flip Gordon in a singles uh, match. Jonathan Gresham is defending the pure title against Dak Draper. And Dalton Castle is taking on Josh Woods. So that's all happening tomorrow as part of Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary. And now I can move on to the Ontario news and everything going on with that. So I'm going to just play one thing. I need to stretch for a second. I've been sitting in this spot for a little bit over an hour and a half getting ready for the show and doing the show. So I'll be back. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then Thursdays at noon, Take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. And so there you go. Uh, there's our commercial where you can find all our uh, shows, including the Fancy Warfare Tournament. This week in history, that happened earlier uh, this afternoon at noon with Jonesy and I. Uh, Matthew Terry actually joined us yesterday for uh, our Fancy Warfare Tournament, part one of the greatest WrestleMania. 
And uh, if you saw what uh, came out of that one, we are going to do 16 more next week, and uh, we'll go against that to see which one it was the greatest. I don't want to give any spoilers in case you haven't uh, watched it, but we'll uh, talk about that next week. And next week, we're going to have a lot more different graphics, different countdown. I said that at the top of the show. And you just saw the promo uh, briefly for the Scumbags uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. The Scumbags Prediction League, and we're going to start that uh, more information next week where you're going to find out how the rules are going to be, the point system, uh, and how you can be a part of it. There's going to be two tiers, one for payment and one just for fun, the free version. The uh, paid version is going to get you quite the uh, prize at the end of uh, the whole session. There's going to be uh, two sessions involving there. And uh, so even if you're not at the top of it the first time, you get a chance to climb up the ladder again and then get to the final. So I'm going to uh, run that all down next week. We're relaunching the website uh, with all the information there as well. And yeah, just a lot of things coming up really good for uh, April 1st. Don't want to miss it and be a part of the expansion of the Scumbags Wrestling. Uh, a lot of good things coming in 2021 as we gear up and wait patiently for actual live events to return but in the meantime we're going to get bigger uh on the end that we can uh do anything with now a couple of things coming up with the ontario indie scene and it is magnificent championship wrestling is on patreon enjoy the entire first season of the studio series for just five dollars go to patreon.com mcw and you can get all the first season of their studio series for just $5. And you won't want to miss the great action that comes from Magnificent Championship Wrestling. Then, this Sunday, there's also New School Wrestling presenting Make Em Wait 3. Uh, that's going to be Sunday, uh, March 21st, as the graphic says on the uh, screen. The stars of uh, NSW are back with their first show in 2021. The main event sees... New School Wrestling World Championship on the line, Alessandro Del Bruno defending against Pretty Ricky. And of course, Easy E, Eric Carney is taking on Bone Crusher Steve Brown, plus many more matches. On podcast side of things, uh, one of my favorite uh, divas of all time, Mira Canellis, was just uh, released on the Straight Talking with George Mackay. Got a lot of things going on up here. Sorry, George McKay uh, just released the uh, interview with Maria Canellis. After I'm done this, I'm actually going to sit down and watch it. It's one of the video podcasts. Uh, like I said, one of my favorite divas. I was hoping she was going to end up winning her season, but she didn't. But she did get a contract. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what uh, is going on with Maria. And uh, she's hopefully going to talk about Mike Bennett and all that uh Good stuff. Hopefully, uh, he's on a good track. Before we uh, talk about the Ontario Indie Podcast, uh, March Madness, I want to remind everybody to stop by our Pro Wrestling Tees store. And it's at prowrestlingtees.com uh, slash scumbagswrestling. And you can get any of our four designs that you see in front of you. The original Scumbags logo, the Ontario Indie Comic uh, Book Tribute shirt, which money for that is going to Steven's Wrestling Journey. There's our Raw's War parody shirt and our podcast uh, shirt in the Royal Blue 
but and that's uh, designed after the Survivor Series logo. So a lot of good things going on, as I said earlier. And the one thing I want to definitely thank fans for being a part of, because we went from about 485-ish members uh, at the end of February, and we are now at about 620 just in this month alone, thanks to all the fans that are joining us each and every day for the daily vote with the Ontario Indie March Madness. We got 64 talent, all from Ontario, being a part of this. We're putting up votes at 7 a.m. and at noon between Stephen and I. I'm going to just bring up the uh, tournament bracket as it stands right now, and you can see what's going on. We just started round number three this morning, and there's been a lot of good movement. Uh, just looking at round number two, Violet Lee lost to Scumbag Yates. Scumbag Yates has been on fire uh, through this. There's a video on our Facebook page of what he's uh, planning on doing if he advances uh, today or tomorrow morning over Holden Albright. Uh, involves uh, really hot chicken wings and could involve some vomit because the uh, place that he's planning on going to, people can barely get through one wing with how hot that is. So check out Scumbag Gates's video and find out what he's planning on doing because he's against Holden Albright right now until 7 a.m. And you could even put uh, Holden Albright to take out Scumbag Gates. Your call. We'll see what's going on with that. But Holden Albright beat... Sebastian Suave, Pretty Ricky, and Shiloh actually tied. This uh, program doesn't allow me to do ties, but they moved on to a triple threat tomorrow morning. And it's going to be Shiloh, Pretty Ricky, and John Greed in a three-way vote for you to see who advances to the uh, semifinals of this round. Travis Moore lost to John Greed. Tyler Arrow lost to Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander took out Tyson Dukes and... Yeah, there's just, I think once Tyson got removed, there is a wide open field. And that's why we're going to see somebody different winning this year. Daniel Garcia beat Brian White, counselor from Sarnia, Ontario. Gabriel Fuerza beat Von Vertigo in the Battle of Fight or Flight. And Wade Allen beat Carter Mason. So this week, as I said, we have Scumbag Gates against Holden Albright, Pretty Ricky. And Shiloh against John Greed. That's tomorrow. On Saturday, Josh Alexander against Daniel Garcia. This would be an amazing match to see live. Gabriel Fuerza against Wade Allen. So that makes the north and south side of our bracket. And I'm going to go over to the east and west side. And you can see that Steve Brown beat Casey Spinelli. Kyle Boone beat Lionel Knight. And right now you can vote between Steve Brown and Kyle Boone until 12 noon. Jay Loon beat Ethan Page. Tarek lost to Matt Cash. So tomorrow you'll get to vote on Jay Loon against Matt Cash. Jody Threat beat Channing Decker. And she's going to take on Justin Sane, who took out Space Monkey. The anti-hero SOS, or Scotty O'Shea, beat Alexia Nicole. And he's going to face off against Beauf Bia who took out Brent Banks just this afternoon when Stephen closed out that bracket. So what we're going to end up doing is seeing all of them uh, culminate 
during the week. And I think the section with the final four uh, matchups are going to be done all on Monday next week, just so that we have Tuesday to do our uh, semifinals and Wednesday to do all the voting and Thursday get our winner and announce it on our podcast next week. So there's a lot going on. Please keep on voting because, yeah, everybody's been having fun uh, doing it. I'm expecting some uh, videos hopefully uh, later on tonight if they're uh, still able to do it and life hasn't gotten in the way. But, yeah, we're having fun with the uh, Ontario Indie March Madness Tournament, and it's all coming to an end next week. So, yeah, big things next uh, podcast. Be sure to be a part of everything we got going on. I uh, got a special one coming up with different podcasters from Ontario and from the UK joining together this Sunday to record a uh, greatest battle of world championship matches out of WrestleMania. So we got 16 coming up. We're going to record that on uh, Sunday, but put it out in time for WrestleMania. And that's going to have Ontario Indie podcasters, genres podcasters, along with myself, possibly Steven, and we're uh, going to break down another uh, thing involving WrestleMania. So a lot to uh, take in. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, unfortunately, Stephen uh, has had to leave uh, work calls. That pays the bills. This doesn't. And uh, whether you're watching right now on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, thank you very much. And if you're joining us on audio version, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else. Thank you. Send us a like. Send us a message. All along the bottom, you got our Twitter account, our Instagram account. Use the hashtag WeAreScumbags. Email us at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. We are very fan interactive, and we want your voice heard as well. So thank you, and we will see you next week. Just click that, and have a good one.